the IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey kids, it is me, your dude, IZ Robots, and we are back with another super stunning fun episode of the Stuck at Home Show. That's the one where, like, I don't know, the world's in disarray and we're all just, like, locked in the house and stuff. Did you hear that? The dog is in the room with me right now. It's still, it's still windy out. And the door keeps slamming, like, last week. I don't know if you remember, because that was, like, a full week ago. But, like, the door the door kept slamming in my house because of the wind, and the dogs get scared, and they circle around my feet, which is nice. It's fine. It's fun to have them around. But when I when I started doing this, my one dog, Ursa, she just, like, she hates it. So she bounded out of here with, like, most haste. The only thing scarier than the slamming door is me, your dude, talking. Uh, it's been... It's been a good week here at the Earth Base. The the wife had a birthday, and we actually factually left the house. We went to San Francisco, which I, I'm not even kidding. We haven't been to San Francisco in, like, a year, and it's only, like, an hour away from my house. One of the world's most metropolitan cities is, like, an hour from my house. We haven't been there in a year, so we did. We did that. We headed there, and we went to um, Amoeba Records. Amoeba Records is this giant record store. There's one in San Francisco. There's one in L.A., and then there is one in Berkeley. When I was... When I was coming up back in the days of hip hop, I was I was coming up and we would go to the one in Berkeley, like to go dig, dig for records, dig for beats, dig for obscure singles and, and things like that. So I don't have I don't have like a ton of experience with the San Francisco store. Most of my experience is the Berkeley store, but the the San Francisco store is like the superstore of the chain. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding in any way. It is so big. It's as big as like it's as big as like a Kmart. You know what I mean? It's like a Kmart sized record store. It is enormous it's on hate street the famous the famous hate ashbury hippie scene deal from back in the back in the 60s it's still still in effect there there's like hippies all over the place and the record store is like the vibe is phenomenal in there it is just so cool it's big the floors are concrete the aisles are wide the selection is vast when i say vast i mean vast. It is enormous. Everything is affordable. They have CDs. They have vinyls. They have DVDs. They have laser discs. They have old magazines. They have books. It's like, it's amazing. They buy and sell used stuff, I would say, primarily. And it looks like they're always getting new stuff. I was just like, I was astounded by the amount of people that were coming through the cell when I when I was there. They're just like left and right people lined up to sell, which means new inventory for the store. It was, it was fantastic. We had a great time there. When I, when I first came in, I went to the uh, video room where they have the DVDs and the Blu-rays and the laser discs. Cause like, I like laser discs, but I don't like see them out in the wild very much. So anytime I get a chance to go dig, I do do so. And they're affordably priced there. The most expensive ones I saw were like some obscure European horror movies for like $20, but most of them are like the four five dollar range for like decent movies i don't like i don't really want to add to my laser disc collection past the point that i'm at now but i do want to get a copy of flash gordon on laser disc just because i just because i like the way it looks the cover of it and i think it would be neat to have to uh like put on display but i wasn't able to find flash when i was there i imagine a lot of people want the flash gordon laser disc you can find it on the on the ebay easy enough but i want to I want to find one out in the uh, in the wild. I I did get some CDs though, and we'll talk about that in a second. I got one, two, three, four, five CDs. I only spent like eleven dollars on these five CDs, so I was like, I was really happy about that. But they had um they had a pretty vast selection of um reaction figures, like tons. And I wonder I wonder if that has something to do with uh, Super Seven having its headquarters 
in San Francisco, but they had like a whole big wall display of like reactions. They had Archie, they had most of the music ones, they had like Slayer, they had Rob Halford, they had Motorhead, they had all the ones like that, and then they had, they had like the baseball ones and the monsters. They had all the monsters, they had like the glow-in-the-dark variants. It was, it was really dynamite, but they wanted $20 a piece, and I, I do like reaction figures that I think they're really, really, really fantastic, but I'm not... I'm not going in for $20 for, like, a uh, kind of a poorly formed figure of um, Lemmy from Motorhead. But I, I think they're great. And if I were, if I were like, one of those big-time, big-spending action figure buyers, I, I probably would have gone all in. Because they had the best selection of reactions I've, like, ever, ever, ever seen anywhere. But uh, let's get to the CDs. I started... It started off like in the world music section. I wanted to find some uh some Fela Kuti albums. He's somebody I've gotten into lately. He does like a Afro funk. They call it Homeboys Up for nomination in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's where the name came up to me. So I did a little research. He's amazing. If you if you're not into Fela Kuti, go check it out. F E L A K U T I. He's like a Nigerian jazz guy, but a uh, dynamite stuff. The first CD that I got when I was there was a uh, Odelay. By Beck. I like Beck. I'm a Beck fan, but for whatever reason, I don't have Odalay. I have all the other ones. Not all of them. I'm sure that he has other ones, but, you know, Midnight Vultures, all that stuff. But I don't have Odalay. So I picked that up. That song, it has, um, Odalay is the one that has Devil's Haircut. And I love, I love that, uh, I love that song and that video. And then I got, um, a CD by this group called Blitzen Trapper that I like. I've only ever heard one Blitzen Trapper song, and I heard it on a mixtape, and I've wanted to, I've kind of wanted to explore them a little, a little, uh, further. The song that I heard was a song called Fur, which was about this, uh, this guy who turns into a dog and goes with the wisdom. I think it's a really great song. I picked this one up, two ninety nine. They're on Sub Pop. I think that, uh, I think we have a network connection to that label, if I'm remembering correctly. I'll let somebody else explain that on, um, on their other, their other program. And then I got The Execution of All Things by Rilo Kiley. I love Rilo Kiley. Rilo Kiley is like this little pop indie band with um, the lead singer being Jenny Lewis, who you might know from the, um, the movie The Wizard with Fred Savage. She was the uh, female lead. She was an actress when she was younger. Then she got into music. There's like a, there's a receipt inside the CD from like... Something else. What did they order? They ordered something from Canada. That's cool. Let's put this back in here. I like to keep all the ephemera together, even though I don't really think that's related to um to it at all. Let's see. The, the song I know off this is The Execution of All Things. I like them. I don't have this one. Their CDs are kind of hard for me to come by. You know, they're on this these weird labels. This is uh, Saddle Creek Records. I don't know a lot about them. So it's hard for me to come by. I got this one $2.99. I was very happy. And then I got More Adventurous, another one by Rilo Kylie. This one, this one I had on a digital download, and I've always wanted the actual factual CD, so I got that. Very happy. Also, $2.99. The CDs are so cheap there, man. We are in the golden age of used CDs. If you were like me and you're a CD collector, it is such a great time if you have a used store near you. I can't, I can't believe it. And the last one I got is um, This Time by Los Lobos. This one I have not ever heard. It was also $2.99. I'm a giant Los Lobos fan. Before before all this happened, we had tickets to go see Los Lobos at the uh, Veterans Building. And I was I was so happy because that's a small, little, intimate venue. And it would have been fantastic. It's here in Santa Rosa. You can drive 15 minutes. Go see Los Lobos. 
get some ice cream, be home by 10 o'clock. It was an amazing, it would have been an amazing night and it never, it never happened. But I got this Los Lobos CD to remind me of uh, what could have been, hopefully, hopefully the dudes will come back. Los Lobos is one of the best bands in the world. Like when they were in full effect back in the day, they were like so dynamite. They released so many great records in a row, but um, they kind of, they kind of got all twisted up because of uh, La Bamba. Like that song La Bamba was so hot that it sort of made people like, only think of Los Lobos in that, in that sense. But I was happy with all these. The wife got um like a Cure CD, and she got a Jarvis Cocker CD, and a Pulp CD, and a Killer CD. They were all also two ninety nine, dude. The kid got a giant stack of CDs, and an Amoeba beanie hat for like twenty five bucks. It was great. I I carry this tote bag. I have this tote bag that I'll take to the flea market. I find like a tote is better than like. A backpack because you can just like open it up and drop whatever you buy right in there. You don't have to like take it off your back. I think it's a little uh little easier that way, but it also it kind of ties up your hands in a way that backpacks don't. But I, I have this um this Amoeba Records tote bag that I carry with me to the uh, to the flea market, and I used to carry it to the dig. It's my dig bag, so I I've always had like a kinship with the store. I feel like Amoeba's like near and dear to my heart, so it was great to go there. I also got, I got a giant stack of Toy Review magazine. They have like a used magazine area, and I went through this box that said miscellaneous, and somebody dropped off all these Toy Review magazines. They were a dollar each. I got, I think, I think 12. I think I got 12 of them. They're over there on the couch, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig through those, maybe get some info for features. Things like this are invaluable if you wanted, like, record some features on toys. A lot of times these things will have like the entire line with pictures right there in the magazine for you to study and talk about. And the magazine's a lot nicer to use as far as a computer, I think, because you can like spread it out nice and look at it. I don't know, man. I'm a big magazine fan. If I see used magazines, I'm always going to go, always going to go take a peek. But we had a great time. Amoeba's the best. They were limiting the amount of people in the store. So it felt like, it felt very safe. It felt like my store. You know, like, I was in there by myself because they were limiting to, like, I think, like, 10 or 12 people. And the store is because of Kmart, dude. It was huge. It was enormous. And, uh, had a lot of fun. Had a good time. It was weird to be away from the house. I gotta admit, like, driving so far away from the house. Like, I'm not even kidding. It's been, like, a year since you've been to San Francisco. I haven't even, like, I haven't even left the county in a year, probably. So it felt weird, like, driving so far. But it was, it was awesome. And I had a great time. And hopefully, eventually, we'll get back to more normal things like that in life. More people are getting the vaccine. My neighbors got it. My neighbors on both sides got it. The wife has got it. My parents got it. My uncle got it. I heard that uh, one out of every four people in Santa Rosa has it. So it's only a matter of time before we get our lives back. Let's move forward. We got a good pandemic pantry from our gal, the Sausagetarian. She's gonna she's gonna go on a little bit about uh, Honey Nut Cheerios, which we talked about the other week. Love some Honey Nuts. Let's find out, let's find out what she has to say. The Pandemic Pantry, with your host, The Sausagetarian. Hey, my little friends, it's me, your girl, The Sausagetarian, calling in with a Pandemic Pantry. And this one's inspired by your dude I was just listening to, the most recent stay-at-home show, in which he's discussing Honey Nut Cheerios. My daughter just requested me to go and get some Honey Nut Cheerios today I was like Francis you never eat breakfast and she said I do like honey nut Cheerios and it's true I'll bring a box home though and she won't eat it she'll eat like a little bit and then she'll get bored which is why I stopped buying cereal anyway that's a different matter but I learned from listening to your dude 
but they don't put nuts in it anymore. They're using apricot kernels as the flavoring. That sounds kind of crazy, but there is a correlation here. So I'm going to take this little fact and go even deeper with it, okay? It's kind of fun, kind of cool. I love plants, and I wrote a whole book about plants, and this is how I learned some of that stuff, okay? Apricot kernels are not the, they come from the pit, but they are inside the pit. So if you take an apricot pit or a peach pit and you crack it open, there is a kernel inside, and it looks like an almond. Almonds and apricots are from the same plant family, the Rosaceae family. And if you look at them, their flowers are really similar. If you look at an in-shell almond, it looks not that unlike an apricot pit. I mean, you kind of have to use your imagination a little bit, but you can, you can see the similarities in them, all right? Apricot kernels do have an almond-like flavor. However, they also have some cyanide compounds in them, and if you eat a lot of them, you can get sick and poisoned and, and maybe die. You would have to eat a lot, a lot, a lot of them. Also, it's very hard to get into these apricot pits or peach pits. I've actually saved them before and dried them, and you can put them in the oven and roast them a little bit. That deactivates the cyanide compounds, but it also makes them easier to get into. Um, and then once you get those little kernels, you can grind them up and use them like flour, but you do need to bake them first, and you would only use a little bit of flour. Be like, it's like a flavoring flour, if that makes sense. It has a very aggressive almond-like flavor, and that's why it's good to use as a flavoring in a nut-free Honey Nut Cheerios. There you go. There is your little nerdy trivia fact for the day. You can also steep those, the kernels, right, the little almond-like kernels of stone fruit. You can steep them in alcohol to make things, but just be mindful about that cyanide thing. Go buy my book, The Fruit Forager's Companion. I think I talk about this in there. I guess I should have looked at my own book before I called in, but it's too late now. Too late. The other thing that's really cool about it, probably for General Mills, is that apricot kernels are a byproduct, whereas almonds cost a little more money, right? So by them using apricot kernels to flavor Honey Nut Cheerios, they're probably saving some money. So it's kind of like a win-win, because all of us are using up all the almonds and driving up the prices by using our olive flour and our almond milk. Almonds are very intensive of water, by the way, so I switched to drinking oat milk, which is not quite so intensive. Um, I love almonds, and when I eat them, I'm going to eat them like just like nuts, right? Just shove them in my mouth. You can do that with almonds as opposed to apricot kernels. This is probably getting a little dull for you guys, but now you have some knowledge and you can go bore some other people with it. So have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye. You are listening to the Stuck at Home Show. Our rhymes are so rumpin' that the brothers rode the Zack. The rhymes were so rumpin' that the brothers wrote the Zack. This is me, Izzy Robots, and I am back. We still got those brothers riding the Zack. Big shout out to uh, Sarah the Sausagetarian. You can find her at Sausagetarian on the Instagram, same on the tweets. She has a .com as well. There's all kinds of fun, cool things there. I, I can appreciate the, uh... The comment about almonds taking up a lot of water, dude, because we got an almond tree in the backyard, and it's just like, we dump buckets and buckets and buckets of these things to get, like, to get, like, a 99-cent bag of almonds that you could pick up at the, uh, at the gas station. Excuse me, I'm adjusting, I'm adjusting my cans. My earphones were falling off of my head, and, man, I, I didn't want to have to deal with that later, but at, at any rate, I appreciate that, uh, segment she sent, and I appreciate learning about the, 
about the Honey Nut Cheerios and how how that all works with the with the almond pits and all this stuff. I I can definitely appreciate it from the Honey Nut Cheerio perspective of like saving some money using almond pits, trying to make things that might be a little less uh allergic to um people with nut allergies, and also just like. Also, just, like, using things that were going to get tossed into a compost pit. Nothing wrong with throwing things in a compost pit, mind you, but if you can reuse them for something else, that's even, that's even all the better. We got a compost pit in the backyard. We actually have one of those, like, it's like a plastic drum, like a cylinder that you turn with a handle and, like, it rotates the compost. You're supposed to turn it, like, every, every two or three days. We save up, like, we save up, like, our veggies and, like, whatever, like, the snippings and things like that, and we... We have, like, a bowl on the counter, and every day we take it out, throw it in there, and then every couple days I rotate it, and it's cool, man. I don't know. Turning garbage into something useful is definitely, like, definitely, like, what we're about here at the Icy Robots Earth base. So big, big shout out to her. Once again, I gotta say that. Thanks for, thanks for just being there for us. Thanks for helping keep us level-headed during everything that's going on. Thanks for sharing some of your kitchen wisdom. Let's move forward. Recently, I uh, I took a soak. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that. It's gonna be a hoot. We'll be back in a sec. What's wrong? I just took a bath. It's disgusting. A bath. Very good soak. The soak of the year. A bath. The soak of the year. A bath. This is your dude, I see robots, and I am here to talk about a bath that I that I recently took. You guys know that I all I like to soak. I like to get into the hot water and just like let my uh my fears, my anxieties, my pain let let all those things just like travel out into the ether and leave my leave my frame all the better for having spent time in the heat. I I've recently taken to um I'll get like I got like this big, uh, it's like a gumbo pot, right? Like a big gumbo pot and I fill it full of water and I boil it. And then when I, when I get near the time that I'm going to go in the bathtub, I dump the boiling water in there and it's, it's fantastic, man. It makes it almost like a hot tub hot. It's great. It's very, very good for what ails you. But I, I wasn't in the tub for pleasure the other day. I was, I was reading a magazine and I was, I was, I was kicking it. But the reason that I was in the water so hot was because I had a terrible pain in my right shoulder. You might ask yourself why, and I hope that you do because this is a segment and it, it really relies on you guys wanting to know why I'm in the bathtub, why my shoulder hurts. But I I will tell you, I walk the dog over to the middle school all the time. It's it's still closed down because of everything that's going on. So her and I will walk around on, on the softball fields and stuff and just hang and bang and do whatever for our, our daily walk. And one time we were over there, this was... This was last week we were over there, and I found five baseballs on the softball diamond. They were just, like, sitting there, like, slightly used baseballs. And I was like, that is so wild, because, like, the entirety of my life, I've never had, like, more than two baseballs at one time when I... This is, of course, I'm, I'm talking about my days as a child when I was out there banging baseballs over fences. I never I never had more than two, so I would, like, have to rope one and then go chase it. And it was, it was always kind of whack, so this was, like... This was like a windfall of baseballs, and I'm like, what do I do with these? And I started, I started thinking, hey, I'm right here, and there's like a pitcher's mound, and there's like a plate. So I started, I started zinging like fastballs at the plate, right? I'm like, zinging them in there, trying to like, 
throw strikes, and then I start trying to throw some curves. I cannot throw a curve to save myself. I know how to do it. Like, I know the proper, like, the hand motions. I know how to do it, but it's like, it doesn't break. It doesn't snap, but I'm doing it, right? I'm just like... I'm, like, not even warmed up in any way, and I'm just, like, throw it, and I start, I start to feel like Bruce Springsteen, like, in the Glory Days video. I don't know if you, if you can imagine that one off the top of your head, but, uh, think about, like, think about a bombed-out Bruce Springsteen on an abandoned baseball field throwing, throwing fastballs at the plate because, like, he got fired from the sawmill. Because he, every time he hears, like, some, some wood drop on the floor and it makes, like, a loud, loud clap, it makes him think back to being in Da Nang and he couldn't, like, he couldn't focus on the job and the only thing that helps him get through the day is, like, throwing baseballs at this field and he's just, like, he's, like, reliving these glory days and then he says, like, the guy can throw his speedball by you. makes me think that like Bruce has never like really been a fan of baseball because I don't know anybody who calls a fastball a speedball but at any at any rate I think a speedball is like a drug reference it's like some, some kind of cocaine thing but but Bruce says he says speedball but at any rate I'm, I'm zinging him in there and I'm like zinging and zinging and I'll, I'll throw five and I go pick him up and I come back and I start zinging and zinging and zinging and like I could not for the life of me get my curve to snap off in any way they just kind of like spun sort of like sideways or like over the top and and just kind of did nothing but after a while I was able to like throw a couple fastball strikes over the uh over the plate but it was it was wild man because I'm thinking like what if somebody saw me like somebody just saw some old washed up nerd like on the mound throwing balls I wonder I wonder if they too would think of the uh the glory days video at the end of it like, Bruce is at, on, on the field. It's, like, the, the end of the day, and, like, his son is out of school, and he goes he goes to the playground. I think first he goes home to see if Bruce is there, but then he goes to the playground to see if uh, see if the boss might be there because he knows that sometimes the, the stress of the things he had to do in the war and the stress of the things he saw in the war get to him too much, and he, he just needs to cool off, and there he is. There's Bruce at the, at the baseball field throwing balls, and the kid asks him, like, How'd you do today? And he's like, oh, I don't know, man. I pitched against the Yankees or, or something something like that. I pitched against the Yankees, but they, they bummed me out. I don't know. Donnie Baseball. And Steve Balboni cracked a couple couple dingers off me. I, I can imagine that it's like, it is fun to throw baseballs. It is fun. I had a good time. I had a good time. I hadn't done this in like such a long time. Like I actually snapped off some like some full power uh, speed balls and it... It took its toll on my body. So when I got home, I was just like, I need the full gumbo pot. I need the full gumbo pot of hot water because my shoulder is now officially turned to dust. And even as I sit here right now, my shoulder's dusted. So I might I might take another gumbo soak again later. I hope that in some ways you found this story amusing. My pain, my agony, my reminiscing, my thinking back about the glory days before my son came and found me right there on the uh, on the good old baseball field. Who'd you pitch against today? Not San Diego today. How'd you do? Nettles got me bottom of the night. I can feel it coming back again. Forces pulling from the center of the earth again. I can. Feel it. Dumpster diving. Dumpster diving. 
once again, it is on, and it is me, your dude, Icy Robots. I've been doing some pretty good licks, man, as far as, like, the, the dumpster diving. I'm not, like, one of those guys who has that, like, dumpster diving life, but if I see something cool sticking out of a garbage can when I'm walking around, I will for sure bring it home, and I don't want, I don't want to get it twisted. Your boy's not, like, some kind of a hoarder or anything. My, 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 uh... My residence, the Earth base, is very, very, very tidy. It's very neat. Everything that I find, I put to good use or I get it to somebody who might uh, have a good use for it. Or I discard it. I don't just, like, keep random junk around. Even though I do keep some things around that I think that I think might be useful in the future. At, at any rate, my my dumpster diving honey hole has been the uh, middle school over, over next to my house. They're, they're doing whatever they're doing over there. I guess they're getting ready to, like, get open and get ready for the kids to come back and stuff with all... With all the vaccines beginning beginning to flow and whatnot. But they, they're they doing, like, massive, um, just, like, cleaning. They've been cleaning for, like, a long time now. Getting rid of stuff, throwing stuff out. And the the dumpster is right on my route to the Pokestop. I play, I play Pokemon Go. Shout out to Ferg. Shout out to the Teen Idol. Shout out to Lamar the Revenger. Shout out to everybody out there who plays Pokemon Go with me. Shout out to my guy, Sammy. In Hong Kong, shout out to uh, Mighty Matt D. It's tough. Once you start naming people, you don't want to, like, leave anyone out. You don't want anyone's feeling to get hurt. So if I if I left you out, I apologize. It's not because I think any less of you. It's just, man, it's hard to, like, run these names off the top of my head. But I, I play Pokemon Go. I enjoy doing that. So I'll, I'll go to the Pokestop a couple times a day if I'm, if I'm home all day. And uh, I got to go right past the dumpster. And the other day, I was heading by there. And there were, like, all kinds of weird, wacky stuff like, piled up next to it, like, there were, like, I, I don't even know how to describe it, the, the drama department was emptying out their cachet of stuff, and there were, like, props and rando stuff, and all kinds of weird things from, like, old shows they've done, it was, it was cool, man, and I, I started, like, poking through these boxes of weird stuff, and I ended up coming home with, like, some interesting things, I got a, uh, I got the front of a refrigerator, it's like a 1950s, like a Philco refrigerator that they must have been using for like a prop in a play or whatever, but I got that, and we're gonna, we're gonna use it as a gate. We have this one small gated off area in the side yard that we use for like, for like our more delicate plants and stuff, and I'm gonna use this refrigerator door as the, as the gate. I already got like, I already got like the, uh, the hinges to hook it up, and it's gonna be pretty cool, I think. It's white, it has like that 1950s art deco feel, and it's also... It's also a fridge front, so I can stick magnets on it if I want. It's gonna be, it's gonna be cool. I got that. I got, like, I got a ton of wood. They were throwing out, like, wood piling. They were throwing out, like, 2x4s, 4x4s, sheet wood, all kinds of stuff. I, I saw the dude who was there, and I said, you guys are throwing this away? And he goes, oh, yeah, um, it's the end of the year, you know? We got budgeted for more stuff next year, so we're just, like, getting rid of all this stuff, and we're gonna, we're gonna order new stuff. In the past, I worked in the public sector, and I want to say the one thing about working in the public sector is, like, you have no concern for budget at all. It's not your money. It's not the business's money. There's always more money next year because there's always more taxes. So you have, like, very little concern, and this showed me, once again, very little concern for the people's monies, but they, they were throwing out, like, nails, wood, tools, buckets, all kinds of stuff. I came home with, like, a whole bunch of wood. I know I've said that I've gotten wood out of there before, but this place is, like, a wood honey hole. Wood costs money. Wood is expensive. If you want to, like, build a project in your backyard, the wood is expensive. So if you can get up on some free wood that you can use, it is always dope. And we're always building new garden boxes, new pieces of fence, new things like that. So this stuff definitely comes in handy. We had it piled up up against a fence in the front yard, and uh, the wife has already gone through most of it, just, like, building some new potato boxes 
for the upcoming year, it's always good to grow your own fruits and stuff if you if you possibly can. It really it really like helps you to like get in contact with yourself and get in contact with like mother nature. It's really really a positive activity and it's like something to do as well as like you get something out of it. But we we built some new potato boxes. Potatoes are fun to me because like you take a potato and you leave it and it grows some sprouts. Like the sprouts grow out of it, then you like cut it up and you can kind of like plant all the individual sprouts. And they'll grow potatoes. It's wild. It's wild to me. The first potatoes you get are small. Here's how it works. You get like these little small potatoes and they're cute. They're like little potatositos and they're cute and stuff, but they're not really good eating. So what you got to do is you take your first crop and then you let it sprout again. And then you plant those sprouts and then the potatoes will be a little bigger and so on and so forth. And eventually you'll have like a nice stock of potatoes that you can grow like full on size potatoes from. But potatoes... Potatoes will grow pretty much anywhere you have space, anywhere that you have uh, just like dirt and water. They're they're great. That's why that's why they're such a big part of our diet. But we got some wood for the new potato boxes. We got that um, refrigerator front. Oh yeah, that composter that I was talking about in the earlier segment. That was a dumpster find too. Somebody put it out in front of their house. I couldn't believe it. I said this is great. I picked it up, walked it home put it in the backyard. I take the dogs for a lot of walks. So I, I come up on lots of like sidewalk scores. Like people are always putting stuff out on the sidewalk. And this composter was another one of those. My my favorite day for dumpster diving, and it happens fairly frequently, is like the electronics recycling day. There's like this company and they put a little flyer. They hang a flyer on the front of your house that said they're, they'll pick up any kind of electronic recycling that you have out in front of your house. And during those days, I'll walk around and like, pick up VCRs, pick up TVs. I don't know if I mentioned this is the last one. I got a, like, brand new TV VCR in a box the other other week. It's actually been, like, the other month, but it's in my garage. It's brand new, never been opened. Everything is in there, and I'm holding back this baby for, like, the far future when all of them are gone and I'm in need of one. I'll be able to pop it in. A TV VCR is cool because it's all it's all interconnected. Of course, the TV is always small, which is a bummer, but they're, they're very useful. Somebody sat that out in front of their house and I got that. I was happy happy with that. I, I recommend, like, trying to lead, like, an upcycling lifestyle. You know, try to take things other people are getting rid of and use them in ways. Like, check this out. Here's a way. The other day, my wife was walking around, and she picked up a, uh, a tire, a wheel. Like a, um, what do they call Like a wheelbarrow wheel. You know, like, small, maybe, like, I don't know, like, nine inches across, across the middle of the, uh, of the circle. She picked that up, and she, she got some chains, and she attached some chains to it, like, little small chains, and she hung it in a tree, and turns into a bird feeder. She just like put some, you know, some uh, bird seed in there. And the birds are all, the birds are all in there 24-7. It's kind of fun. I like to bring birds to the backyard so that Orange Boy, my beloved cat Orange Boy, can look at him. He can't catch him. He can never catch him. But like, I like to bring him in for him him to look at. Give him, give him something to do anyway. But uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I got that's been really great. Those construction materials were fantastic. That fridge front was fantastic. There was so much stuff in that prop department dump that I could have brought home, but it's like, I have so much stuff here at home already that's like, I don't need more, like, cool stuff. And sometimes you gotta think, I'm gonna leave this cool stuff for somebody else. Maybe someone else will come by and get it. You don't wanna, you don't wanna hoard everything. You gotta, you gotta spread the wealth of the cool junk. That's about it, as far as, like, my dumpster diving adventures for the, uh, the recent now. I haven't really, like, hit up any store dumpsters or done anything, anything cool like that. No, no big bags of chips coming out of those, but wood is valuable, dude. Wood is a valuable component of life. Let's let's move forward. We got one more thing before we head uh, out of here. Quick Turtle Investigation Update. 
If you guys recall last week's show, I finished off the um I finished off the seminar by talking about these plastic turtles that I've I've been finding around the neighborhood. Small plastic like dime store turtles with with the hashtag THS on the bottom. And I, I told you guys I would do a bit of digging, I would do a bit of investigating around the neighborhood and see if I could find any kind of any kind of leads in the case, any kind of breaks in the case, anything like that. Well, the first thing that I did to try to get down with these turtles, like I, like I mentioned last week, is I put the hashtag out on Instagram and I put it out on the tweets and I got like zero responses, which is, which is wild because they are still putting like new turtles around the neighborhood. Like I'll get to that in a sec, but there are, there's this group of kids. There's like three or four kids. They live around the corner and I see them from time to time and I'll, I'll give them a friendly wave. One time they... They approached me because their dog had gotten out of its yard, and they asked me if I'd seen their dog, and I, in fact, had seen their dog. I knew who had it. So I walked them over to the, the house where it was at, and I kind of I kind of chit-chatted with them along the way, and I, I've, I've tried to, like, keep up this, you know, friendly relationship. Like, when I see my wave, when I see him, I say hi, just, just to let them know I'm here, because it, it, it makes sense to me to try to stay in good with the neighborhood kids, because you never know what's going to go on, you never know what's going to happen, maybe they'll grow into be thugs. And then they'll remember how you were kind. I saw these kids on the street. I was out doing the uh, little library thing, you know, straightening it up, pushing all the books together, doing whatever. And there's there's one of these turtles out there. And I saw these kids and I said, hey, hey, you kids, have you have you seen any of these turtles around the neighborhood with this on the bottom? And the kid's like, oh, my gosh, I have. I found I found three of them over there. And then there's some over there and some over there, like pointing out the ones that like I had already found. He pointed out three that I had no idea about, like, not on my street, but on the next street over. So this turtle thing extends a little further than I thought distance-wise. I also asked them if they if they had any idea what this might be about, but they they did not. They had no clue what this hashtag, this mysterious, this mysterious hashtag THS, they had no idea what this means. So I... I don't know. I had a small lead in the case. I found a few more turtles, so I know that this thing extends further than I had ever imagined. I thought it was only on my street, but it's also, like, the next street over. So we got that. I have one more... I have one more lead that I'm going to try. There's a lot of... There's, like, a plethora of turtles over down the street around the corner where there is the, also this sign for ordering Girl Scout cookies. The girl who lives in the house there is the Girl Scout cookie source... And I found, like, three or four turtles over, like, near that sign. They tend to congregate around neighborhood landmarks, like my library, like the sign for this, things like that. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and order, like, a box of Thin Mints. And when they get here, I'm gonna ask, do you know what this turtle's about? Do you have any idea? That's gonna be my lead for the next episode. So get ready for that. We're gonna, we're gonna try to investigate. We're gonna try to advance the investigation, rather. But I... I got nothing for you this week except except my uh, my little CIs, my little confidential informants, and what I what I mentioned earlier. Check it out, man. I was digging into this, and I I saw that I've been doing this show, the Stuck at Home show, for like a year straight now, and that's that's wild to me. This is episode number seventy three. So if you combine the two, um, this boring lives that I also recorded and released, I've done seventy five podcasts this year. So I'm I'm giving it up to myself for that. I'm very. I'm very proud of myself. I also have a Patreon episode that I've recorded that I haven't released yet because I don't think it's very good. So it's actually 76, but that one doesn't count because it's not it's not up to the snuff that I like when I put some snuff out there. But uh, check it out. To celebrate this one-year anniversary, I'm going to take next week off. I, 
I actually factually have like a big garden project that we're working on. I, I know that you guys have heard me talk about these uh these boxes that we're building out of the found wood. Well, the boxes gotta get filled with dirt. And we're getting a giant load of dirt dropped into the um into the front yard. And I gotta take said dirt, move it to the backyard. This is gonna be like this is gonna be a pretty time consuming project, because this is gonna be like a mountain of dirt that I'm gonna have to move all by myself, shovel into wheelbarrow wheelbarrow into yard over and over and over and over again it's gonna be great but also check this out when i come back after this little hiatus i got something fun afoot i have an all new all fun message from major league baseball great from major league baseball all-time home run leader steve balboni yes bye bye balboni is out there in the woods and he has sent me a message with an update on his Bigfoot hunt. It's crazy. I can't believe how weird this is going. But we'll have to wait till next week. That's going to be fun. We're going to get to that. So until we meet again, wish me luck on the dirt. I wish you luck in life. We've survived a year of this. We can survive many, 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 many more. So until we meet again, do the time. Don't let the time do you. Times seem hard right now. But you got to believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Stuff's... Stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots Radio production. The rounds were so rumping that the brothers were. The rhymes were so rumping that the brothers rolled the zack. Hey yo, Tip, do you recall where we used to rock? Uh, those fly-